But if we can be honest right now, who of you is going through something? Just be honest. Can we just be honest right now? I'm raising my hand. I'm going through something. And life, life sometimes is just junky. Like it is just not fun. It's not always, you know, beautiful butterflies and dandelions. Things can go bad really quick. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're going through a struggle right now. Life can keep throwing you curveballs and you just keep wondering, God, where are you time and time again? I just feel like I'm getting pounded. I'm just like, God, I need you. Sometimes you might feel like you can't catch a break. See, in this Psalms, David was going through some pretty wild things. And sometimes I forget that this book of the Bible was written by the same dude that smashed Goliath with the stone. See, David was such a hero in the Bible. And then when he got to a certain standard, he started doing things that he probably should have been doing and his life spiraled out of control. It got to a point where he needed Jesus more than ever. He needed God to show up in his life. He was really struggling with life. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you can relate in some size fashion. I don't know, my keeps cutting out, but I'm gonna be all right. Maybe that's you today. Maybe your life's been a struggle. Maybe you've been putting on a smiley face because people ask you, are you okay? You give the Minnesota nice and say, yeah, I'm fine. When life's not going fine. Well, guess what? Today your life can change. Today can be breakthrough. Today can be the moment that you experience healing. I don't even need this. Real. Should <laughs> <laughs> I grab a different one real quick? I'm going to grab a different one. Boop, I'm going to grab this one with this red thing. Just, okay. But maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're just going through stuff. I don't care if you're a youth in this room, a child in this room, an adult in this room. You're going through stuff. And so I want to address that. And I want you guys to know that you're not in this by yourself. Pastor Eric doesn't have it all figured out. Where you going? Oh, you want me to rap for him? Pastor Eric doesn't have his whole life figured out. I don't have my whole life figured out. You guys don't have your whole life figured out. And so I just want us to feel comfortable in this place knowing that you're not alone. Right? You're not, you're not alone in this time. We want to walk through this with you. This is what church is all about. A family. A community. Walking through life together. Helping each other. So today as we spend our time together, I want you to just know that you are so loved right now in this place, in this time. You are perfectly loved by the Heavenly Father who created you. There's nothing too big for Him to handle. And I want you to feel encouraged today. My, my hope is that you feel energized, that maybe you walked in not feeling very encouraged, maybe discouraged, or maybe just kind of strolling in on a hot summer Sunday and you maybe forgot to get your coffee, whatever that might be. My prayer is that you become energized and encouraged today. As I mentioned before, I, I, I like to talk with you guys. I like talking too. So if you guys can help me and have this be more of a conversation, don't let this stage and this mic separate us because I don't have it figured out. I'm just trying to share the word of God. Feel relaxed today. This is church. This is a family. Look around right now. Just look to your neighbor and say, hey, you are loved. Just look at them and say, you are loved. Again, this might be the only thing you need to know. Just look at them and say, you are loved. This is a family. This is a community. This is what we do here at church. Sometimes I think that church can feel so uptight. You got to have everything put together. Now we're people. We're a family. This is like a big family meal. So I want to read this story for you today. I feel like the Lord has really put this on my heart. I'm not going to lie on super transparency. I've changed my message four times this week. And I actually love that because that means that I didn't know what I was supposed to talk about and God did. And so when he finally gave me what I needed to say, I'm more excited to share that than what I had in mind anyway. So we're going to have some fun today. Is that okay? Can we do that? Can we have some fun? Okay. 
I always love to start my, my messages out with the word of God because no matter how terrible the message is to follow, at least you got the word, okay? So that's what we're going to do. If you want to turn with me to Matthew, we're going we're gonna to take a little trip out of the Psalms for a little bit. Turn to Matthew 14. If you don't have your Bibles, that's fine. It's going to be on the screen behind me. If you do use your phones, do not show me if you're watching the World Cup game. But turn to Matthew 14, 22. You might have heard this story before. This is one of the moments that Jesus showed one of his amazing powers. And a human being by the name of Peter tried to be like that. Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Jesus walks on water. Immediately, someone say immediately. Immediately. Jesus made, his, made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside to pray by himself. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They freaked out. It's a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately, someone say immediately, yeah. said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. So the leader, Peter pipes up, he says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, said, you of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? When he climbed into the boat, the winds died down. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Can we pray this morning, Jose? God, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for this time that we can just spend together. Lord, allow us at this time to just open up our hearts and our ears to you. God, let us lay aside our agendas and our plans and our weekend, end of weekend plans. Lord, it's all about you in this time. God, we welcome your Holy Spirit into this place. Lord, we thank you for the amazing worship that we got to experience through music. God, let heaven fall. Let heaven fall in this place. God, we love you so much. We worship you in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said Amen. Amen. Is there anybody in this room who's a super fan of magic tricks or card tricks? Like, like I, I understand, like, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, like, for me, card tricks or, like, any type of illusions, like, blow my mind, okay? Like, I'm one of those guys that just, like, oh, like, I'm the simplest card trick. Is there anybody that can do card tricks in this place? Okay, you can show me something afterwards, and I will be your biggest fan because I don't know what's going on. I, I honestly don't. I freak out. There was one time that we were at a youth convention, and there was this Christian illusionist that was doing all these crazy things. And I don't know how this happened, but we were sitting up in this, like, this, like, arena. And we were, like, pretty high up in the nosebleeds, right? Because that's where we would hang out. And, like, throughout the whole time, the show, his time there, I slowly started making myself closer, closer, and closer to the front stage. Like, I don't know how. I just became more interested. You know how they say when you're interested, you sit in the edge of your seat, right? So I'm, like, changing roles, okay? I'm just like, what is going on? What is I'm trying to figure this man out, right? And eventually, he comes to the place where he gives his final major trick, which was actually going on the whole time, and I didn't know. And when he he showed and revealed that I lost my mind. 
mind. Like I was, I couldn't, I couldn't handle. It. I like ran out of the arena. No joke. I was like, Whoa! and all my kids were like, that's I mean, Pastor Josh. Don't worry about him. But like, that's me. Like I honestly get so lost within the trip. Here, here's here's what we'll do. Show this video. I want you to see this awesome video. It's on America's Got Talent. It's one of my favorite illusionists that was on there. And just just try to keep up with what this man does. Check this out real quick. He had to end with the most craziest thing. I don't, I don't understand how that even happened. Okay, so there's probably like 16 tricks that you missed in that video because you were just trying to catch up with all that was going on. But honestly, like, is anybody else just like, how do you do that? Like, you can try to focus so hard on the trick and you still have no idea how it went down. You know, honestly, I, I, I honestly think that sometimes our lives can be the same. I feel like with our relationship with Jesus, it can either make it or break it with our focus. That's what I want to talk about today is our focus. What are we focusing on? Are you focusing on the right things or the wrong things? Are you focused on what people think about you, what they say about you? Are you focused on God's love and forgiveness? Are you focused on messing up and letting your mess-ups define you, your past define you? Or are you focused on God's grace and salvation? Are you focused on being lost or understanding that you are found in Christ Jesus? Are you focused on your situation or should you be focused on your salvation? Are you focused on the world or are you focused on Jesus? I truly believe that that's something that we need to do a better job at because if you're anything like me, when stuff goes wrong in my life, I just have to focus on those things when I should be focusing on Jesus. I always say, I always start to look horizontal instead of vertical. You understand what I'm saying? I start looking at all the waves and the storms that are happening in my life and the struggles, which do hurt because we're human. But I start focusing more on that instead of dropping to my knees and pray. Isn't it, isn't it interesting, if you're anything like me, that it's way easier to pray and reach out to God when things are bad as opposed to when things are good? If you're like me, when things are good, I'm like, yeah, hey, God, be good. I'm, I'm good, right? Everything. When things go bad, where are you? What's going on? It's because I lost focus. So I want to go back to this word. I believe the word of God is intentional. Everything in the Bible is God-breathed and is here for us to learn and to embrace. So go back to this story. I want to break it down for us today. Matthew 14, 22. As Jesus walks on water. Immediately, someone say immediately. Yeah. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and head over to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed them, he went up on Mount side to pray by himself. I love this. The Bible doesn't ever say anything as a mistake. Everything in there is on purpose. And even Jesus needed to take time to pray. You notice that? Even Jesus needed time to separate himself from the world, from everything that was going on. All the good things, but also all the craziness to separate himself and say, God, I need to spend time with you. How many of us in this room need to do that more often? If Jesus did it, need to do it, then we definitely need to do that. So later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. There was a storm going on. So shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. I can just imagine Jesus in this moment, because Jesus is a pretty cool dude, all right? He had all the power, okay? He's like strutting on the lake. Like he's not just like walking on, he's like, yo, let's chase him. He's like moonwalking, right? He's having fun because he knows in this moment that these disciples are going to lose their mind, okay? He knows what's happening, but they do not, all right? Jesus is such a boss, man. Like, he's a cool dude. If you ever think for one second, he's just that guy in, like, a long robe and, like, just super, like, 
nah, man, Jesus was legit, man. He was awesome, and he was so fun. I'm, I'm sure he had fun with his power sometimes. So when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, it says they were terrified. They freaked out and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. So this figure comes walking out on this water, on this lake, in like the middle of the night. When If you know anything about having sleepovers, you know like any time after 2 a.m., between like 2 and 5 is a freaky time. Like it's scary. Like any bump in the middle of the night, it's like who's in the house, right? Like no matter what, you just lose all consciousness. Like what's happening, right? And so, so just before dawn, this guy comes walking out in the middle of the night, and now he starts talking, right? They're already super scared, super terrified. They're like, what's going on? Now the ghost of this figure starts talking. Hey, guys, don't worry about it. It's just me coming at you. All right, take courage, right? Do you think that helped the situation at all? It says in the word that these disciples were terrified and they cried out in fear. They didn't even know what was going on. They were confused. Their focus was all over the place. They were in the middle of a storm. What storms are going on in your life today? What struggles are happening in your life today which have scared you into a place of fear, which have gotten your eyes off Jesus because of all that's going on? So then Peter speaks up, and I love Peter because this is just Peter's character. He's always that guy, right? And he says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come out of the water. And so Jesus said, okay, come on. Show me what you got. So then Peter got out of the boat, Walked on the water and came towards Jesus. This is a surreal moment going on, people. He was the first man, 100% man, to walk on the water. First time, right? And you gotta imagine right now, like the disciples watching what's happening, they're already freaking out because of the storm. They don't know what's going on. There's some random person that they still don't trust that's walking towards them. And that random person just told Peter to go overboard and start walking on the water. He takes his first step and he doesn't sink takes a second step. He's standing on water. Simon's like, what is happening? Right? Like, this is a big deal. This is real, right? So I can only imagine that the tension was so hot in this moment. So he starts walking on the water. But here's the thing about Peter. He's focused on Jesus. So when he steps out of the boat, he's not worried about what the disciples are saying or freaking out about in that moment, I can just imagine the focus was like tunnel vision, just focusing on Jesus and his face. Because in that moment, Peter knew that Jesus was right there. In that moment, he knew that the person that he was walking at and looking at was Jesus. And nothing else mattered. So he took a, took a step out of the boat and started walking on water. His eyes went towards Jesus. The storm and the wind and the waves didn't matter in that time. Because he was looking at his Savior and he knew he was going to be okay. But verse 30 says this, but when he saw the wind, when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. God, where are you? God, help me. Peter was doing just fine. But when he looked at what was going on around him, he became distracted and he lost focus. You guys with me today, you know where I'm going with this. He was looking at Jesus and things were okay. The storm didn't matter. The storms in our lives don't matter when we're focused on Jesus. But when we start looking at the storms and the struggles and the situations, we lose focus on what actually matters. And we start losing focus on where we're actually supposed to be going. And so what happens is when we're walking out with faith, 
And looking at Jesus, things are okay. But then when we start looking at the world and the tricks of the devil, we lose focus. And I truly believe that that's the number one tactic of the devil. Is that if he can distract you from getting your eyes off Jesus, then he can do damage in your life. If he can take your eyes off of Jesus, fix your eyes on other things, worldly things, becoming in the world and of the world, then he can do damage in your life. But when you look at Jesus, nothing else can distract you. When we fix our eyes on the perfecter of faith, nothing can take your eyes off Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. Worship team, you guys are going to come back up because I'm going to wrap up here. Things are going just fine. Then he focused on himself. He began to sink. That's convicting right there. I know that's for me, man. I know so many times in life I can think that things are going just great. And I take my eyes off Jesus and I say, yeah, I got this. I got this, right? Or on the other side, a bunch of bad things start to happen. And God, why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this to me? God, what are you doing to me? Where are you? You left me. And that's taking my eyes off Jesus and looking at myself. So verse 31, Jordan, I'm kind of in your way in that mic there is for you too, so you can do what you want. Verse 31, the story's not done. It says, immediately, someone say immediately if you're with me today. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. See, what I love about this is even when we are not focused on Jesus, he is still focused on you. Even when we are not focused on Jesus, he is still focused on you. He does not turn his eyes away from you. Instead, I think he pursues us even more because that's the love of the Father. Jesus is so focused on us. This man came down to earth, lived a life of servanthood and ministry and love, so much love that he sacrificed himself on the cross because he was focused on you. He's focused on me. Even when we're not focused on Jesus, he's focused on us. He is way more concerned about your salvation than your situation. So many times your situation can distract you from what really matters. And I'm not saying that's not a big deal. I know that some of us in this place are going through some really big things. And I don't want to dismiss that or act like, oh, you should be okay. No, we're human and that hurts. It hurts. But I truly believe that God does care about your situation, but cares more about your salvation. He wants your heart and he wants your eyes. So he, in this moment, goes ahead, and I love Jesus because he uses this as a teaching moment, right? He says, oh, Peter, you have little faith. Why did you doubt, man? You were doing just fine. You were just fine. And then you started to doubt me. Start to look at yourself and all the waves and all the storms that were going on. Why did you doubt? And they climbed into the boat, and the winds died down. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. This story is a moment where these disciples' lives, all of their lives changed because of the experience that just happened in the dawn of the night. God loves you so much. Jesus loves you so much. He knows that you're hurting. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows the storms that you're going through. And so many times we can forget that he understands and he knows. But he's also ready to immediately, someone say immediately, immediately reach down and save him sinking. 
Now, some of us in this room are thinking, well, immediately, God hasn't shown up in a couple of years. I feel like he hasn't. Our immediately is not God's immediately. Sometimes we need to be taught. Sometimes it's his time, and actually, it's always his time. But he is faithful, and he loves you. And he will immediately reach down and grab your hand from sinking and look at you and say, why did you doubt? So many times in my life, Jesus has said to me, why did you doubt? The next week, why did you doubt? The next week, the next day, why did you doubt? He is so patient. Thank God for his patience. Thank God for his faithfulness. And so here's what's going to happen today. We're going to take some time to do work. It's already been such a powerful time, and honestly, the worship is oh, it's so beautiful. I'm not even lying. Like, this is truly a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. You just will never get tired of singing. And it's one of those things that I want to just take this time not to be another Sunday where we just show up and get our coffee and check in. And, no, this is time to do work. Lives can be changed today. Strongholds can be broken today. Chains can be broken today. And we can do that in this time. So my question to you is, where is your focus today? What areas in our lives do we need to fix our eyes on Jesus? So we're going to do something. We're going to sing one of my favorite songs. It's called Fierce. And in this song, it just talks so much about the love of God and how strong it is and how fierce it is and how wonderful it is. And what I want us to do in this time is just to receive that truth. So would you stand? Would you stand with me right now as we close? I want you to know that you are so loved. That I, I, I am so in love with you. I don't even know all of you, but man, I just love you guys. In this place, seeing you guys come up for prayer and seeing people pray over each other. It's, it's heaven, it's beautiful, and it's real. Tearing up, worshiping, it's just a time we can experience God. So I want you guys to just close your eyes right now. I'm not worried about what's happening in front of you, behind you, to your left or to your right. But just close your eyes. And just I want you to think right now of those areas in your life that have been a struggle been an issue that you've been focusing on. And if you're willing, I want you to surrender those to Jesus. Right now. If you're willing, and I say that because once you do that, I don't want you to take them back. Monday morning comes around, I want you to take those issues back, those situations back. No, we're giving them to Jesus right now. So God, we say, Lord, we welcome you into this place. God, we are so broken and lost without you. Our focus is all over the place. But we're not focused and fixed on you. But God, you will immediately reach down and help us when we need you. God, you are so loving, so worthy, so patient, so graceful. God, we love you. God, meet us here right now in this place. So we believe in the power of Jesus. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that you can change lives in this place. God, there are people in this place that are going through so many different things. I don't know them, God, but you know every single person, the hairs on their head and what they're going through. So, God, in this time, I just ask in Jesus' name that you encounter them in a special way. God, that you give them the hope and the wisdom that they need to keep going to pick them up and dust them off when they need that. God, we want to do work with you right now in this place, in this time. So God, we worship you and we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.